Welcome back to Chasing Dramas. This is the podcast that discusses Chinese culture and history through historical Chinese dramas. We are your hosts, Kathy and Karen. Today, we will discuss episode 64 of The Story of Minglan or This podcast is in English with proper nouns and certain Chinese phrases spoken in Mandarin Chinese. If you have any questions, please feel free to reach out to us at our email, Kathy at ChasingDramas.com, or else on Instagram and Twitter at ChasingDramas. Also, please do leave us a rating on whatever platform you listen to us to. In this episode, we finally see an ending to the saga of Grandma Sheng's poisoning. We start where we left off the last episode. Grandma Sheng is still in critical condition, while the Wang family matriarch, her son, his wife, and Aunt Kong's son have arrived to try and quell matters. In the last episode, Minglan plainly laid out the evidence of how Aunt Kong paid a Taoist priest to create poison that was then used on Grandma Sheng via pastries that Madame Wang provided. The back and forth was quite intense, but it ultimately fell onto Grandma Wang, so Madame Wang and Aunt Kong's mother, to choose who to blame for Grandma Sheng's poisoning. That's where we start this episode, episode 64. Grandma Wang is up to her tricks as Aunt Kong, who is absolutely distraught, tries screaming and kicking her way out of the main hall. However, she is blocked by Madame Wong's headmaid. Aunt Kong should not be allowed to leave so easily. And indeed, you see the cogs turning in Grandma Wong's head. She turns to Sheng Hong, Minglan's father, who is also in the hall, to try to uh, allow Aunt Kong to head home. Grandma Wong implores that Aunt Kong is currently not in a right state and wouldn't it be better to let her leave, get better, and then accept punishment? Sheng Hong is almost going to agree to Grandma Wang's words because she uses, she's very sly. She uses the words like xian shu, which is a term of endearment for her son-in-law. It's to try to make him feel better and elevate his status. <sighs> He's so easily swayed. But then Ming Lan, seeing where this is going, angrily shouts, no way. What if Aunt Kong runs off? Grandma Wang tries to appease her by saying, who do you think we are? We're from a wealthy and established family. If she runs, that would be quite humiliating for us. But Minglan retorts that Aunt Kong already poisoned her grandma. What couldn't they do? And you could tell that uh, Grandma Wang is annoyed but silenced because we know full well that uh, trying to hide Aunt Kong away is exactly what she was going to do. The moment Aunt Kong is able to leave the Sheng family, Grandma Wang was most likely going to whisk her away from the capital to escape punishment from uh, for her actions. This Grandma Wang tries to put Minglan in her place repeatedly by 
lording over the fact that Minglan is being disrespectful to her elders, Chu Sheng Hong. But seeing that Minglan wasn't going to back down, Sheng Hong actually agrees that uh, Aunt Kangxia would remain in the Sheng family household. There are plenty of rooms for Aunt Kang to stay in, so she is dragged off. Now, it's time for Grandma Wang to use all of her wiles and abilities to sway Sheng Hong. She knows full well that in this family, Sheng Hong is the one she needs to convince to let things go. And so, she goes on this long story about how she always thought very highly of Sheng Hong. He has great character and had a great future ahead of him, which is why she was willing to allow her daughter to marry him when they were younger. Yada, yada, yada. And she's all like, oh my God, it's a, such a heartfelt story. You can see Minglan almost rolling her eyes at how easily her father is swayed. After Grandma Wang finishes her sob story to try to get Sheng Hong on her side, Minglan interjects with a passive-aggressive comment. She says, Okay, well, maybe not as aggressively, that, wow, she didn't know Grandma Wang was their family's savior. She didn't know that Grandma Wang was the one to raise her father, to hire teachers for him, to teach him how to pass the imperial entrance exams, to help him marry a wife and raise children. Once Sheng Hong hears this, he's like, what are you talking about? Grandma Sheng was the one to do this for me. Then it dawns on him that, wait a minute, no matter what Grandma Wang has done for him, the person who has done more is Grandma Sheng. I just want to shake him away. Like, dude, Grandma Sheng did so much for you, and you are so easily swayed by the words of another woman. What a waste from Grandma Sheng. But it's funny to see Grandma Wang's reaction. She is clearly pissed that Minglan was able to drag Sheng Hong back into her side when she was almost able to convince him otherwise. For me, it's kind of like a puppet master trying to, or like a hypnotist, trying to hypnotize someone to do her bidding for Grandma Wang. And she had Sheng Hong in her clutches, but Milan just dragged him out of it. This Grandma Wang keeps getting shut down by Minglan in every instance. And we will talk about this later on. Grandma Wang is a very formidable foe. So what she does is she asks the Sheng family what they want for punishment. Everyone pauses for a while before Minglan steps in and says that Aunt Kong should pay with her life. It's only fair. The whole Wang family side of the room is shocked. And Uncle Wang who hasn't really said a whole lot, says something absolutely despicable, which is, look, Grandma Shang is already poisoned and probably won't be in the same state afterwards, probably will be dead. So why can't you just be forgiving and let this go? Like, what? What? How can you even say that? Just because someone's like, probably not going to get better. You're, you think it's okay to just like let it go? Someone's life is on the line here. I, it just boggles my mind. But at long last, Sheng Hong is able to parse out across the three families. So the Sheng family, the Kang family, and the Wang family, who has the most to lose right now? 
If this plot is outed to the public, the Sheng family would be seen as the victim. Obviously, it was Grandma Sheng that was poisoned and Madame Wang was tricked by her sister, Aunt Kang. Madame Wang would be ridiculed for a bit, but that's pretty much it. The Kang family would immediately rid themselves of Aunt Kang to have nothing to do with this. Aunt Kang's husband, we'll call him Uncle Kang, would just divorce her because they don't have a great relationship. So the Kang family would be free of this drama very quickly. The Wang family, though, has the most to lose. That's why they're fighting back so much, or that's why Grandma Wang is fighting back so much. Both women involved in the saga are from the Wang family. If word gets out, then the Wang family's future would be at jeopardy. The daughters who are married off or are waiting to be married would have their prospects ruined. Uncle Wang's position at court may be revoked, and even their father, the deceased Minister Wang, who is currently able to be part of the uh, Royal Ancestral Hall, may be removed as well. So, as Sheng Hong analyzes, why should it be the Sheng family that just has to accept what happened? Then Sheng Hong says that in his mind, they should just punish Aunt Kong and then not let the truth out so everyone will still retain their reputation. At this point, Grandma Wong is not able to play games anymore. She straight up says, what if I simply say no? She then turns it around to threaten the Sheng family. She says, when the truth gets revealed, how will that look for the Sheng family children? For Changbai, Changfeng, what about Hualan and Rulan? Sheng Hong is, of course, rather paralyzed at the thought. He cares about the Sheng family reputation more than anything in the world. And to have to jeopardize that for Grandma Sheng is, in his mind, not worth it. It's an interesting directorial choice, but as you see Grandma Wang gaining the upper hand, she also moves to the head of the room to sit next to Sheng Hong. This is show that she's now taking control of the situation. At first, it was to test the waters, but seeing that Sheng Hong doesn't protest, she knows she has it in the bag. Ming Lan sees all this and is furious. She doesn't hold her fury any longer and shouts, that if she wasn't thinking about her siblings, she would have already killed Aunt Kong. Grandma Wang thinks nothing of it and begins to relish, knowing that she's going to win. And just as we think Ming Lan may have met her match and will not be able to get justice for Grandma Sheng, none other than Gu Tingye and Sheng Changbai show up. Yay! Ming Lan now has backup! Minglan is dumbfounded to see that Gu Tingye is here because they're supposed to be on assignment, but you can tell she is relieved that he's here. Gu Tingye immediately, the great guy that he is, takes it upon himself to stand up for Minglan. He questions the room. What happened here to cause my wife, who is so innocent and scared as a little lamb, to start talking about violence? Everyone in the room is scoffing at his words because they've seen how ruthless Ming Lan really can be, but uh, can't refute Gu Tingye because of his title. Yay, Gu Tingye. He is not taking crap from anybody, especially the likes of this old crow, Grandma Wong. He throws her words right back at her and all I can do is applaud. It's so satisfying. Yes. 
Chang Bai also steps forward. Madame Wang immediately throws herself into his arms and the Wang side of the family thinks they have won. After all, Chang Bai is the leader in the family and will surely take care of his mother. He, however, is quite frank. The punishment for a daughter-in-law who tries to harm her mother-in-law ranges from beheading, which is the light punishment, to death by a thousand cuts, which is the most severe punishment. Once these words fall from his mouth, the entire room is shocked. It is clear that Gu Tingye and Chang Bai are fully aware of what happened at the Sheng family the last couple of days. Chang Bai knows that it was Aunt Kang who poisoned Grandma Sheng. Grandma Wang is extremely upset to hear Chang Bai describe these punishments. It is his mother he's punishing to death. And Chang Bai here officially has taken the mantle of the best brother in any drama. In the face of the pressure from the Wang family and his own mother, he upholds the law and adamantly decries the vile actions of Aunt Kang. Now, to be clear, the reason why Gu Tingye and Chang Bai know about what's going on is because Chang Bai's wife sent them a message in the last episode. Grandma Wang tries to corner Chang Bai by asking that since his mother committed this crime, does he think he can escape punishment as well? And this is where Chang Bai once again shocks the room. He bows to his father respectfully and explains that on the way here, he already drafted a resignation document. After his current salt tax examination is complete, he will submit his resignation. Again, the room is utterly shocked. Everyone knows that Chang Bai is the best child of the Sheng family and the Wang family, to be frank. He is favored at court and his political career is on an upward trajectory. Madame Wang, Sheng Hong, and the entire Wang family are all trying to dissuade him, but he is adamant. And with this, the entire Wang family defense falls apart. Grandma Wang resorts to wailing and trying to kill herself, which does not work on Chang Bai whatsoever. Minglan, who is now calmly watching on the side, looks on with dead eyes. Only now that when the pain has turned back onto them, does it actually matter. For the Wang family, that is. Now that they have to deal with the fallout of what happened because of Chang Bai's sacrifice, his sacrifice just showed how treacherous and vile the Wang family is. Sheng Hong also finally sees things more clearly. He points out to the room that the reason why Aunt Kong has done so many terrible things is due to her mother, Grandma Wang, stepping in at every instance to help clear up her messes. Aunt Kong has probably killed multiple people, but everything has had no consequences because Grandma Wang is extremely capable of managing these messes and the Wang family has enough money to uh, make things go away. It's honestly quite despicable. Just as the Wong side of the family is wailing on the side, news travels to the main hall that Grandma Sheng has woken up and the entire crowd rushes over to her bedside. Whew, another huge sigh of relief. But ugh, the person that takes center stage is the despicable Grandma Wong. Like, who do you think you are? And who are you to be the one to be next to Grandma Sheng when she wakes up? 
it's clearly all an act because this grandma Wong is like Lao Jie Jie, which means older sister or old older sister. Uh, and it's like, I'm pretty sure you don't like her whatsoever. So why are you putting on this act? She evidently is trying to uh, showcase how much she actually cares about Grandma Sheng. So the Sheng family will consider being forgiving. We all know that that's not the case. Things calm down, though, as Grandma Sheng seems to be okay. And shortly after, the crowd disperses. It's night now. Sheng Hong sends off the Imperial doctors tending to Grandma Sheng, and Grandma Sheng calls Minglan in for a private chat. Minglan is crying silent tears of happiness at seeing her beloved grandmother at least awake, and even in her frail state, Grandma Sheng's primary concern is Minglan's safety. That is ultimately why Minglan did so much, sacrificed so much, and was so ruthless in trying to provide or bring justice for Grandma Sheng. There is only one person in the entire Sheng family who will stick up to help Grandma Sheng, and that is Ming Lan. Ming Lan is still furious at how Aunt Kong and the Wang family treated Grandma Sheng, but Grandma Sheng patiently helps Ming Lan dissect the current delicate political climate. She urges Ming Lan to not act too rashly at this point and to be forgiving. That way, all three families will still be able to survive peacefully moving forward. Minglan does not want to simply let it go because they hurt her beloved grandmother, but fortunately for her, she has others to stick up for both her and Grandma Sheng. In the next scene, we're back at the main hall. However, at this point, it's only Grandma Wang, Madame Wang, Aunt Kong's son, Chang Bai. Ming Lan and Gu Tingye. Clearly, Sheng Hong doesn't want to deal with this drama anymore and therefore told his son to manage the affairs. Grandma Wang is again sitting at the head of the room and is adamantly trying to prevent Aunt Kong from suffering too much punishment. But our favorite brother is having none of it. He point blank states that Aunt Kong will be both caned and sent to prison. It's not one or the other. Grandma Wang protests that that is too harsh. After all, Grandma Sheng is still alive. To which Gu Tingye interjects that sure, she's alive, but who knows how this impacted her health. Before this, she may have lived to 118, but now she can only live to 108. Who's to pay for that loss in longevity? What a great way to say this. He is still saying that Grandma Sheng will live long, but just not as long. Aunt Kong's son retorts that everyone is so quick to punish his mother, but what about Madame Wang? She also had a hand in poisoning Grandma Sheng. And here, I'm honestly so impressed. Chang Bai announces his punishment to his mother. She is to pray to the deities for Grandma Sheng all the way in the Sheng family hometown of Youyang for a full 10 years. This stuns his mother. 10 full years in Youyang? Changbei explains that only with this type of punishment will Madame Wang understand the extent of her misdeeds. As he notes, if she stays in the capital, she'll always rely on him, which will not force her to repent for her crimes. Only if she's placed in a highly uncomfortable position will she actually repent for what she's done. 
Madame Wang is so upset that she pushes Changbai down, but then storms off. The scene of Madame Wang pushing Changbai is so funny. I'm sorry. I kind of laugh every single time I see the scene. She kind of like rams into him and kind of like falls back. <laughs> I remember there was like a funny meme about this scene when it first came out because they're like, Madame Wong. She literally headbutts him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's a very sad uh, state of affairs, but her one headbutt just takes me right out of it. The episode ends with Chang Bai overseeing Aunt Kong's canings, while Gu Tingye takes Ming Lan back to her rooms to rest. Overall, the immense trial that was Grandma Shen's poisoning comes to a close. So there was a lot of plot recap. There's only going to be a little bit of history today and a lot more about uh, character analysis and my thoughts uh, or our thoughts on the episode. Let's first talk history. Grandma Sheng recounted the story of Xiang Yu, Liu Bei, and Han Xin when trying to urge Minglan not to push for justice and retaliation any further and used a couple of idioms uh, to get her point across. Let me explain what's going on. We've talked about uh, the primary conflict and key characters before in our podcast. The setting is that after the fall of the Qin Dynasty about 2000 years ago, there were two opposing sides vying for power over the mainland. On one side, you have Xiang Yu. The other, you have Liu Bang. Liu Bang will ultimately end up being the first emperor of the Han Dynasty. In 202 AD, Liu Bang, along with his allies Han Xin and Liu Bei, trapped the formidable Xiang Yu in an elaborate trap. Xiang Yu was surrounded by Liu Bang's allies on all ten sides, and that's where we get the idiom Shi Mian Mai Fu. It should have been a decisive victory, but Han Xin, one of Liu Bang's trusted allies, decided to leave an escape opportunity for Xiang Yu. As Grandma Sheng describes, it's to prevent Xiang Yu from risking his life in a suicidal retaliation because in that circumstance, the outcome would have been difficult to predict and contain. That's where Minglan comes in and says that uh, Han Xin did not want Xiang Yu to bei shui yi chen. This is another idiom which references a fight that happened in 205 AD. The conflict is the same and the same dude, Han Xin, is here. He was trapped in a corner by an incoming army, but he chose to tell his army to turn their backs against a river that was behind them, thereby cutting off all means of escape. For all intents and purposes, this was supposed to be uh, the worst move you could do because all military tactic books were saying would say that if you cut off your escape route, then you are basically subjecting yourself to death. But... Through this tactic, his army, because they had no other option, overcame the oncoming army. The story is that if you push someone to the brink, if they have nothing to lose, they will unleash everything to fight back. 
Grand Mershong did not want Minglan to experience the wrath of the Wang family yet if they were pushed to that brink, especially in her current state as she, Minglan, is pregnant and her husband, Hu Tingye, is away on assignment. That is why Grand Mershong says it's smart to currently back down. Okay, that is the main story uh, from a historical perspective that I wanted to talk about. Let's talk more about the episode. I had a lot of thoughts about this episode, and it is one of those that I often go back to because there's so many facets of human nature on display, both the good and the bad. This episode highlights to me a lot about what I dislike about society at the time and some of the things that I don't like about society that we still see today. Primarily, the patriarchal society and the focus on reputation. Grandma Wong and the Wong side of the family leveraged their status and seniority to bully Sheng Hong and Minglan into silence. Grandma Wong threatens or simply reminds Sheng Hong that if this scandal comes to light, his children's future are all in danger, even though they were the ones who uh, were the victims. This puts Sheng Hong in the position that he has to think about them and must sacrifice his mother, Grandma Sheng, in order to ensure that his children and the Sheng family have a future ahead of them. In my mind, from how swiftly Grandma Wang thought of all of this, it's not hard to believe that she probably used this tactic to protect her devil of a daughter from other similar deeds. All of this comes back to what Minglan mentioned in episode 62. Only if you are willing to go all out and sacrifice everything is one able to gain justice. Kind of like what I explained earlier about the Bei Shui Yi Zhen. Minglan and Sheng Hong unfortunately have too much to worry about because in that society, reputation and face, as we would say in Chinese, were everything. You may have all of the right in the world, but even as the victim, you have to decide how the world will view you after the scandal is exposed. That's not too different from today, uh, though it, I will say, hopefully, it, I mean, yes, it has gotten slightly better. It still makes my blood boil, though. The saving grace really is that Minglan married Gu Tingye and that she has such a rock star brother in Changbai. Changbai is the one who is willing to sacrifice everything to carry out justice for Grand Rasheng. The patriarchal society only works when the man in charge actually has a conscience. And we see that Grandma Wang shot herself in the foot by continually highlighting that it's the man of the house who should make the final decision. When Changbai announced that Aunt Kong should be punished, Grandma Wang was shocked but couldn't refute it. They are in a patriarchal society after all, and she has to listen to him even though she's the elder. He is the leader of the house after Sheng Hong, but has actually more sway because he is ultimately blood-related to both Madame Wang and Aunt Kong and the Wang side of the family. Grandma Wang has no other option but to accept her daughter's punishments that he uh, dishes out. Same thing for Madame Wang. Madame Wang is furious to hear her son uh, announce her punishment, but notice that apart from calling him an ungrateful and unfilial son, she doesn't shut him down or ignore him like she would have if Ming Lan tried to give the same punishment. It's unfair, but that's the truth. 
I will continue my praise for Chang Bai because he is one of the rare scholars who actually follows what he has learned. Books and law are supposed to teach you right from wrong, but evidently when faced with real human uh, attractions of fame and fortune, people generally forgo what's right and wrong for their own personal gain and safety. In this instance, Chang Bai has not allowed even his closest family to sway him from doing what he knows is right, which is punishing Aunt Kong and also his dearest mother. Any lesser person would have backed off from the pressures that they're uh, his closest relatives. So I really must commend Chang Bai for his sense of righteousness. We really do need more people like him in the world. But it also does sadden me that uh, Ming Lan was pretty much going to lose the fight to protect her grandmother if it wasn't for Gu Tingye and Chang Bai stepping in. I will just say one more note about Gu Tingye. We see how much he cares and values Ming Lan, which is fantastic, but I'm always reminded of if she married Qi Hong in this instance, would Qi Hong have done the same for Ming Lan as Gu Tingye has, is doing for her right now? And the honest answer is probably no. So once again, that's why we're very grateful that Ming Lan married Gu Tingye instead of Qi Hong. And he's still all pouty that she apparently doesn't love him. <laughs> we'll discuss that next week. For the next couple of people, I will add in uh, a book analysis with the character analysis to provide a little bit more context. Um, I'll first start off with much of the events of this episode follow almost word by word, word for word to the book. So there's not much um, difference. So first off, I want to talk about Sheng Hong. I've refrained from discussing Sheng Hong too much in the previous episodes, but since we've reached a resolution, I'd like to spend a bit more time on this character. We have seen time and time again that his reputation and face is the most important thing to him. He will act as a loving husband and filial son only if it benefits his social standing. So... There are several times where this is displayed in this episode alone. The first instance of this is when Aunt Kong gets dragged off and Grandma Wong wants to stop Ming Lan. Grandma Wong wants to bring Aunt Kong home. Ming Lan stops this action and puts her foot down. She says, if I have to, I'll post wanted posters all over the streets. In the book, she even says, I'll go to the local magistrate and go to court. Sheng Hong originally was about to agree to basically letting Aunt Kong go. He changed his decision because he knew that Milan would make good on this threat and actually go to the local magistrate. That cannot do. The Sheng family cannot stomach this kind of shame. Sheng Hong then quickly decides that he cannot risk Milan's rash actions, which is why he agrees to keep Aunt Kong in his custody. This decision was not due to some altruistic reason. It was due to him wanting to save face. Sheng Hong then says, if I don't do something, I won't be a worthy son. Again, this is to round out his persona that he's a filial son. Notice, he, notice that he's taking all of his cues from Ming Lan right now. It's more like, oh, what will she do? I can't have her lose the Sheng family's face. I need to figure out what I need to do instead or like portray instead. 
The next example is when, of course, Grandma Wang tries to remind Sheng Hong of the gratitude that he should feel for the Wang family. She's all sad and reminiscing about how the three families shouldn't quarrel with each other. The Wang family did so much for Sheng Hong, all that jazz. Sheng Hong was about to agree, and it's only when Minglan pointedly says, hmm, if I recall, it's Grandma Sheng who did everything for you. Once again, Sheng Hong has to be reminded of the fact that he has to be filial. There's no world where a son prefers his mother-in-law over his mother, so of course, he again changes face to be a good son and turns down Madame Wang's uh, appeals, as I mentioned earlier. For him, though, it's more, oh no, how should I act instead of how I actually feel? Then, when Sheng Hong voices out the analysis of the three families and who would be the most implicated, in the book, it finally comes to him that the Wang family's whole goal is to have the Sheng family take the blame. That, of course, in the drama is voiced out. In the book, he kind of does all these calculations or calculus in his head. Sheng Hong here is furious. He did absolutely nothing, and look how the world turned out. This Kang woman basically, or Kang Wang woman, basically destroys his family, and he can say nothing about it. Sheng Hong again gets super pissed thinking about this when Chang Bai comes back. Chang Bai is willing to relinquish his position in court for his mother. Sheng Hong, though, no. He's not thinking about his mother at all. He's again thinking about his standing in the world. And then finally, in the book, the author mentions quite a few times that when Grandma Sheng awakes, Sheng Hong uh, pretends to be that filial son in front of everybody. And it's mentioned a couple times where he's like, oh, how long do I have to pretend? And can I just leave my post? He doesn't say this, but that's what he thinks. So yes, the book makes it very clear that this is a pretty shallow man who doesn't really appreciate Grandma Sheng. Next, I'd like to move on to Grandma Wang. As we've discussed at length, she is a formidable woman. She is cunning and daring. We've mentioned all of her tactics earlier in our discussion, so I won't dwell on it now. In the previous episode, it looks like Grandma Wang chose Madame Wang over Aunt Kang, but I said this wasn't really the case. Grandma Wang essentially threatens Sheng Hong with ratting out his wife, her daughter's deeds, betting that he won't agree. Now, in the book, it is true that Grandma Wang prefers her eldest daughter, Aunt Kang, but what she's really doing here is making a bet. She's betting on who is willing to go the distance on each of their threats. Her threat is that she'll drag Madame Wang into the mud if Sheng Hong punishes Aunt Kang. So basically, she'll condemn or she's threatening to condemn Madame Wang to die. It seems very heartless, but she's doing this because she has no other option. It's either this threat or else Minglan will truly make good on her threat and kill Aunt Kang. In any other show, Grandma Wang would have won. The problem is for Grandma Wang, Minglan is more than willing to make good on her threats too. So, before Minglan can act, she's cut short by Chang Bai and Gu Tingye. These events in the drama or the show really follow the book to a T, 
So we don't have an alternative of what Milan could have done. I truly wish the author didn't have the men intervene because I personally would have wanted to see just exactly what Milan could have done. Let me turn to Madame Wong briefly. While throughout the last three episodes, we have seen that she never intended to truly harm Grandma Sheng, she still is too spoiled for her own good. She ultimately believed that she would escape punishment because she wasn't the primary instigator of all of this, and especially when Changbai returned. It was only when Changbai said he would resign did she finally realize the gravity of her mistake. And it wasn't just the mistake of bringing the pastry that was poison. It was the fact that she repeatedly ignored Grandma Sheng's warnings and punishments when she told Madame Wang to stay away from Aunt Kong, but Madame Wang never listened. Madame Wang is sorry that Grandma Sheng was poisoned, albeit unknowingly, by her hand. There's no denying that. But still, it was Grandma Sheng. Not someone that she cared that much about. Kind of the same thing as Sheng Hong. But finally, when Chang Bai said he'd resign, Madame Wang's world shattered. Her entire identity is revolved around her status as a great mother and a good wife. Without Chang Bai's position at court, she'd literally have nothing because she would definitely be humiliated. Her reputation would be, you know, on the floor. It would just not look good for her. Well, I think it's a bit different from Madame Wong, at least in the drama. She truly loves her children. Once she understands the gravity of her mistake, she accepts it in the name of, you know, her love for her children and making sure that they have a better future instead of a mother who is in prison. Compare her actions to Aunt Kong, who is still screaming obscenities to the world. Ugh. Again, when Aunt Kong is dragged out and she's yelling at the, screeching at the top of her lungs, I again commend the actress. She did such a great job. <laughs> okay, well, fair. And similarly to her punishment, Changbai is right in shouting that Madame Wang didn't actually want to repent. She relies so much on her husband and Changbai to clean up her messes that she thought she could get away from punishment. Thankfully, Changbai recognized that only when one is stripped of her comforts will they actually take the time to think about why they were wrong and make changes. For this, I am still rather disappointed in Madame Wang, and again, so uh, happy that Changbai exists. I hope we can all have a brother like him, at, you know, in our lives. <laughs> the last thing I will note is to highlight once again that I am very, very proud of Ming Lan, even though she ultimately did need Changbai and Gu Tingye's support, which I think is another conversation moving uh, forward or moving down the line. But the fact that Ming Lan really stood up for her grandmother, she was capable enough to stick up to the one person that she loves most in the world. And we saw how much she... The word in Chinese would be huo chu chu, which is ultimately how much she sacrificed or all the things that she did to show her love for her grandmother. It is really sweet to see 
because we know that she did not have the capability to do so when her mother died. And so in the face of such injustice, uh, I think it's great to see how much Minglan has grown in the fact that she knew exactly what to do uh, to prevent news from slipping out. Uh, she knew exactly how to get the information she needed to and presented a case to the entire hall with the Wang side of the family, the Kang family, and the Sheng family to say that this was certainly a plot from Aunt Kang. The evidence she provided was, I guess, airtight. And it was only because, you know, she had so many other things that she had to kind of think about that she almost didn't win. But overall, I think this was such a great representation of how far Minglan has grown and her capabilities. Okay, that was a lot of ranting, I feel like, on my side. Like I said, I had a lot of uh, uh, thoughts about this episode. But uh, that is it for our discussion of episode 64 of the story of Minglan. If you are looking for Chinese dramas to watch, please head on over to Jubao TV uh, if you are in the States. Um, they are a sponsor and have quite a good selection of Chinese dramas to watch that is free with English subtitles. So if you're looking for something, check out Jumo, X-U-M-O, which is the website for Jubao TV, or else you can watch them on Xfinity and Cox Contour. The music you heard is the zither piece called Lan by Bing Jiu Wan Yongjun and played by yours truly. Thank you all so much for listening and we will catch you in the next episode when I'm not as emotional <laughs> about what happened in the episode. Thank you.